0: So this morning, I acknowledge that today is the last full day of our retreat. And now, this afternoon, we have less than one full day here together. So we're in the process of transition now. And transitions generally are not something that our mainstream society does particularly well. So, as support... For making that transition, I'd like to highlight one more skillful quality of heart and mind that we haven't yet spent too much time with and that's the quality of equanimity. And equanimity is extremely valuable not only here on retreat but in daily life too because it's that capacity to maintain some degree of balance and ease no matter what life brings us. And this is an aspect of the finding freedom part of our retreat theme. And I hope that our time together on retreat has given us a taste of that. So as we learn to recognize more clearly the symptoms of clinging and resisting, to recognize we're caught in afflictive mental states, to learn what helps those states to release and in their place, to come to bring up skillful states of heart and mind. All of that is the freedom that all of these teachings are pointing to. So first, just a bit more context about what equanimity actually is. In terms of the metaphor of the two wings to awakening, we can think of equanimity as being a kind of hinge point between them both because it's the culmination of our insight practice, where you might remember it's the seventh of the seven factors of awakening. And it's also the culmination of our vihara practice, because it's the final quality of the four viharas So as a very simple definition to get us started, equanimity is the capacity of our hearts and minds to stay steady, and balanced, even in the face of life's inevitable ups and downs, in the face of all of life's changes and challenges. So more recently I've been thinking of equanimity, as a synonym for equanimity, as elasticity. Elasticity is that quality of resilience, of flexibility, of adaptability. And it's that elasticity that allows us to bend, not to break, when things change. So this afternoon I'd like to explore equanimity a little bit further. Because it's a quality we can consciously orient to to help smooth out those inevitable ripples of reactivity as we start to contemplate leaving this sun. when we come to the ending of a retreat, we have a very valuable opportunity now to notice some of our default patterns in terms of how we habitually relate to endings. Because how we relate to endings on a retreat is probably how we relate to them in daily life, to so some of us have a tendency to just skip over endings and jump right to the next thing that we think will make us happy. So metaphorically, the finish line is in sight, and our attitude is, yeah, near enough is good enough. I've worked pretty hard. I can slack off now. And we can notice this as an energetic leaning forward and rushing and impatiently wishing that the retreat was already over so, for people with that tendency, it's as if in their minds they're already sitting in their favorite cafe with a good friend and a cup of coffee. And so, if, you, if that's you, you might notice that leaning forward, that fantasizing about the future. Take a moment to notice the tension of that and invite it to soften, relax, release. Because there are still Plenty of moments for valuable insights to arise. For other people, their default reaction might be more the opposite. They have a tendency to hold on tightly and resist the ending for as long as possible. So for some people, the finish line is in sight, and their attitude is, Oh no, it's really over. I haven't got any of those insights that they keep talking about definitely not any of that bliss. So I'd better work harder and slow down even more and stay in the silence and sit and walk, sit and walk. Maybe I should stay up all night tonight. Maybe I could ask the manager if I could stay an extra day. Then perhaps finally something will happen. I'll have something to report to my friends. So there can be the tendency to let go too soon, the tendency to hold on too tightly. For other people, just to go into denial not taking in what's happening much at all so for them the finish line is in sight and their attitude is oh is the retreat ending tomorrow I thought it was the day after what are we supposed to be doing now am I supposed to pack now what did I do with my toothbrush Mm -hmm. and then suddenly they're back home wondering what just happened so these are fairly common reactions to the ending of a retreat. Maybe some of you noticed some tendencies there. Maybe you recognize that they're rooted in those core afflictive energies of greed, of hatred, of delusion. And often we don't default to just one. We find ourselves cycling between all three of them at various times. It's also important to acknowledge that that's not the whole of it because all of you also have quite some degree of equanimity or you wouldn't still be sitting here now. I'm guessing that at some point over these last eight days you had at least a few moments of really wishing this retreat was over already and wondering if you should just call time and leave, but you didn't. And you might not have named that as equanimity at the time, but there was some capacity to stay with whatever that discomfort was, to ride it out, knowing that it will change, and to meet that discomfort with kindness, compassion, and courage. And it's those that allow the equanimity to strengthen and deepen So in terms of insight practice, equanimity has a strong connection to wisdom, and in fact the Pali word that's usually translated as equanimity is upekka, which literally means to look over, to be in a position to see the bigger picture, instead of just being caught in our own narrow viewpoint. And what helps us to see the bigger picture, to give us more perspective, is the understanding of impermanence, nature, the truth that everything changes. It's very common, though, in response to change, to want to fix things, to fix ourselves, to fix other people. And by fix here, I mean it in both senses of the word. Fix as in to repair or to mend but also to make fixed, or static, or unchanging. So we want to see any tendency to resist the flow of change, and instead remember the possibility of elasticity, of resilience, and of opening more fully to whatever the challenging situation is. Now, in the context of the suttas, one image that's used to convey the steadiness and stability of equanimity is the image of a mountain, and I've brought that into some of our sittings, because a mountain is unmoving, even as wind and rain and snowstorms might battle it. There's a quality of steadiness and stability. Another common image is the image of the sky how the sky is unaffected by any of the changing weather conditions that pass through it. And here on this retreat, literally, we have seen a lot of changing weather conditions. Sun, wind, rain, heat and cold. And obviously if we want any of those conditions to stay the same, we'll suffer. But if we let our awareness be like the sky, All of those different changes can simply be known. So several of the traditional phrases that are used for cultivating equanimity are highlighting this truth of impermanence. For example, Jack Cornfield says, May I learn to see the arising and passing of all things with equanimity and balance. Sharon Salzberg's phrase May I be undisturbed by the comings and goings of events." And Kamala masters, May I accept and open to how it is right now, because this is how it is right now. And I appreciate how in Kamala's phrase she says, This is how it is right now. So she's pointing to the truth that everything changes. So it's not just, oh yeah, this is how it is with a kind of defeated resignation, but it's acknowledging this is how it is right now, and by implication it will change. So in this next meditation session I'd like to orient to this quality of equanimity more directly. We'll start with our usual anchors of body, breathing, sounds, then we'll open to choiceless attention which itself can be understood as a type of equanimity, because we're simply settling back and receiving whatever presents itself. And then from time to time, I'll bring in just a few phrases to help support that quality of openness, of spaciousness, of acceptance, and ease. So let's give that a try